Thank you for downloading this Maritime Community Podcast from the Professional Development Specialists Coracle Online for the 12th of October 2010. This is the first podcast in our new series of Maritime Community Podcasts with input from our listeners. Our invitation is simple. Do you have a particular interest, speciality or expertise in some part of the maritime scene that you would be willing to share for the benefit of the international shipping community? If so, we want to hear from you on Shipping Podcasts. Please send your audio MP3 files to podcasts at coracleonline.com or phone UK 0207 193 3017 and leave your comments as a message or let us know when we can call you. In this, the first episode, we hear from Henry Samet on the topic of piracy. My name is Henry Summit. I'm a fellow of the Institute of Chartered Shipbrokers. I got elected in 1987 upon passing my final exams in, uh, in the fellowship. I've been employed by AP Moller since 1985. I spent seven years in Africa as a senior expat working in Nigeria, in Kenya, and in Ghana. My main background with AP Moller is in containerization. Indeed, I was in charge of developing markets which handle exports and shipments of commodities such as cocoa, coffee, nuts, gum arabic, rubber, mainly from West Africa to Southeast Asia. I also used to get involved in cargo handling claims as an expat. I represented AP Moller a few legal uh, cases. As uh, law fascinated me, I am currently studying maritime law at postgraduate level via Lloyd Maritime Academy and London Metropolitan University. Piracy. It is reasonable to assume that piracy has existed for as long as the oceans gave rise to commerce. Piracy is a warlike act committed by private pirates, not affiliated with any government, engaging in acts of robbery and criminal violence at sea or on water or the surrounds, such as on shore. Piracy normally excludes crimes committed against one fellow passenger by another. Example, one passenger stealing from another on the same vessel is not piracy. Piracy should be distinguished from privateering, which was authorized by the national authorities and therefore a legitimate form of warlike activity by non-state actors. This form of commerce raiding was outlawed in the 19th century. During the 17th and 18th centuries, once pirates were caught, justice was meted out in a summary fashion, usually death by hanging. This was a form of entertainment, attracting spectators at the gallows and frequent newspaper coverage. In England, most of these executions took place at Execution Dock on the River Thames in London. Modern-day piracy. Seaborne piracy against cargo vessels remains a significant issue with estimated losses worldwide of around 15 billion US dollars. Most vulnerable waters are between the Red Sea and Indian Ocean, and also in the Straits of Malacca and Singapore, where around 50,000 ships pass through yearly. The recent surge in piracy of the Somali coast provoked a multinational effort led by the US to patrol the waters around the Horn of Africa. Modern pirate attacks 
on vessels while passing through narrow straits or gulfs of seas, such as the Straits of Malacca. Other attacks occur when ships have to slow down for navigation safety, such as in the Niger Delta. Pirates often operate in regions of political unrest or of developing countries with smaller navies and large trade coast routes. Pirates attack both large and small vessels, being undeterred by the small number of crew on board. Pirates launch their attacks from large boats, which support small boats to board their targets. In the era of, of global peace, which is the end of the Cold War, navies have decreased size and patrol. Many trades have increased, making organized piracy far easier. Modern pirates are sometimes linked with organized crime syndicates, but often are part of small individual groups. The International Maritime Bureau stats show that the number of attacks within the first nine months of 2009 has already surpassed the previous years due to the, increase, due to the increased pirates' attacks in the Gulf of Aden and of Somalia. Between January and September, the number of attacks rose from 306. Sorry, the number of attacks rose to 306 from 293. The pirates boarded the vessels in 114 cases and hijacked 34 of them so far in 2009. Gun use on pirates' attacks has often gone up to 176 cases from 76 last year. In modern cases, pirates are not interested in cargo and are mainly interested in taking the personal belongings of crew and the contents of the ship's safe, which might contain large cash needed for payroll and port fees. In other cases, the pirates force the crew off the ships and then sail it to a port to be repainted and given a new identity through false papers, often purchased from corrupt or complicit officials. Modern definition of piracy includes the following acts. Boarding, extortion, hostage-taking, kidnapping of people for ransom, murder, robbery, sabotage, seizure, and shipwreck. Modern pirates use a great deal of technology, such as satellite phones and GPS, to locate the precise position of their victims and speedboats, and rocket launchers to attack. Many nations forbid ships to enter the territorial waters or ports if the crew of ships are armed in an effort to restrict possible piracy. Shipping companies sometimes hire armed security guards. In an attempt to minimize pirates' bonanza, many nations forbid the payment of ransom money. Environmental action groups such as Sea Shepherd have been accused of engaging in piracy in some instances of boarding whaling vessels. If, if a ship is in trouble, assuming a ship is in trouble uh, on the high seas, attacked by, by pirates in no territorial water whatsoever, if a ship has armed guards and the flag that the ship flies allows defense by armed force, then the ship has a choice of defending itself by opening fire. Okay? But then one asks a question whether the crew will want to engage in, in this type of um, activity. The other question to ask is, will it make the situation less safe? Will it make it more, I mean, dangerous 
to the crew because as soon as the ship under attack is going to open fire against the pirates, the pirates are going to uh, respond by a by, by, uh, fire. And sailors and seamen and seafarers are not trained armed men, whereas pirates are. So this automatically puts the seafarers at a disadvantage. Now, if the ship, which is under attack, has employed guards who could handle weapons, and the guards try to protect the ship by opening fire against the pirates, then you, you would say that the ship has a chance of uh, success. Having said that, the ship has another option. It can perhaps ask for, for example, the British Navy to I mean, help. Now, if the British Navy is not in a bilateral agreement with the vessel under which she's flying the flag, right? So if the vessel is flying the Liberian flag and the British Navy has no agreement with the country of Liberia to salvage some ships, the British Navy, if successful, in saving the ship from pirates can indeed demand a salvage payment. However, the British Navy is unable to do this if the ship that she saves is flying a British flag or if the ship that she saves has a bilateral agreement with the country of England to seek protection. Because the distinction here is the Navy has to be a volunteer rather than rendering a service as part of its job.